Welcome to the Life of an Average Joe podcast. It's me, Brandon Navera. Very excited to be here. It was a long, long process. Not only to record this episode, but we had multiple rescheduling issues. And as you can hear, I've got guests. And let me give you a little bit of a little bit of a background as what we're doing here. Uh, we're going to talk music because, as you know, music is a huge part of my life. And obviously, my guest that's coming in here, it's a huge part of their life. And it's definitely the focal point of their podcast. We're going to talk cover songs. And as I was thinking about cover songs, I was thinking, okay, I cannot do this episode solo. I've got to bring people in to talk about this because I know there's so many cover songs and cover bands out there, people that we, that we like, people that we don't like. Who can I bring in? And I had to bring my crew from Michigan in. From the Notes and the Goats podcast, guys, Alberta and Steve. Well, it's Brandon, but we, that's too confusing. <laughs> and Steve, yeah. what is going on, guys? What's up, dude? What's up? How's it going? Man, it's awesome. And it's actually cool in Texas today. 77 all day today. Dude, it's a fucking monsoon in Michigan today. I heard. I heard. Yeah. <laughs> we were getting drunk. We mean, the last two days have been like pretty hot and like. I mean, relatively like breezy, but other than that, it was like in the in the mid in the mid to high eighties. But today it was like low seventies and like an inch and a half of fucking rain. Yeah, well, so, it was bad. So we had we had a bunch of rain, like well, it flooded a couple weeks ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, um, of course, it's done raining now for the year. So um, right. you know, that's it. That's all we get. But it was just ninety five two days ago. So when it just I, makes me sweat thinking about it. It's right? yeah, it's awful. And September, everybody's like, "Well, hey man, September's great. You know, it's gonna, it's gonna get cool down there." No, dude, it doesn't get cool till like Halloween. You know, and maybe after. And by cool, I mean like seventy-seven. So when I woke up this morning and it was seventy degrees, I was super happy. But uh, anyway, these guys, look, I, I I've been listening to these guys for a long time. I was privileged enough to be on their show. I don't know what feels like forever ago. It's been a bit. Um, it has. And we've been trying to work something out. And I thought of this and I was like, I got to get them on. We're talking covers, cover songs. And you guys know, man, look, it's kind of like a retelling of a story. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yep. like if if you appreciate a song so much, you want to sing it. Bands have their favorites. I have no problem with that. But we have heard some crappy cover songs back in the day. Mm. And we've heard... I mean- even recently, I think. I, but yeah, I was gonna say by back in the day, I mean also yesterday. So I wrong. wanted I was thinking of them and I was going through the list and trying to figure out what cover songs we could talk about. So what I want to do right now is kind of let's instead of looking at the negative side, let's look at the positive side and let's let's find out what cover song that you got on one of your playlists that you just really like a lot. Doesn't matter if it's popular or not, just one that you guys are like, you know what? I like the original, but this cover, there's something to it. And you know what? I'm going to start with you, Alberta. You go ahead and drop your. Oh, man. All right. So probably one of my Steve hates this group. Um, <laughs> and I'm not a huge fan of them either, but mainly because so many groups ginormous... that I hate. I'm really surprised now. I know uh, a ginormous money grab. Um, that should have been my... the clue, Steve. You should know who yeah. I'm talking about now. Yeah, I got um, pretty sure now. It is it is pentatonics. Here we go. Specific and I know, and specifically their song that we actually just talked about on our show not too long ago, um, their version of Amazing Grace, and just it's it's I know I know, understand I hear you both just sighing. <laughs> At least you didn't say Hallelujah because that song's still about doing it. Which is it's is sorry you're right, but. Yeah, a lot of people recognize this version if they grew up in kind of in the church over the last 20 years, whatever. But uh, this is this arrangement was was done really well. Um, and then um, just with it being acapella and stuff, I'm really I really like acapella. I actually went to college for classical music. Nice. So, yeah. So something like this is always always piques my interest a little bit. And uh their version of this song um, is one that I just I'll listen to, even though I know does not fancy everybody. So 
I'm gonna tell you right now, if you pick pentatonics for all your all your mentions, I'm gonna kick you in the square in the nuts. No, 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 no. One of my no, songs, I'm deleting I this episode. You. I'm deleting it if that happens. <laughs> right. No, you guys already know one of the songs. I even, I told I you guys know. about it like yep. two months ago when we talked about it. So yes, when we first started talking about doing this show, back in like. So. 20 you know 2021 or something 2021 yeah something like that. yeah yeah so it i am not we've known it's we've known brandon for like 14 years now so it just kind of works itself out <laughs> right i i am not a fan of i look i'm not even gonna lie to you i'm not a fan of them uh, it's not my thing i can appreciate acapella i can appreciate that whole vibe number one because i can't do it so mm. that's just awesome I'm just not into it, but that was not, I did not think you were going to throw that at me, man. I mean, I know you like it, but I did not yeah. think you were going to, that's, that's an interesting, and so, that's an interesting cover, man. It and is. I give, I give you credit. Cause like, I'm like, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like wilting on them. I was, I liked their stuff a little bit. Seeing them live, however, was pretty cool. I did see them live. Um, mm-hmm. And that was pretty cool. I don't, I don't think I ever do it again. Cause it was expensive, but um, my yeah. son was in choir. So we did, we took him to see them live and, but, See, but they show. do a lot of but they do a lot of different stuff like it's not yeah. just the five of them no at a live show it's they bring out the three main vocalists because they all grew up together they do some stuff their beatboxer is also a cellist and he does sweet. like cello and he does like cello boxing so he'll play his cello and beatbox at the same time so it's a whole thing so but yeah, yeah. It's, a good, yeah. it's a good live show well, and yeah, and then it also too. You said it. You brought your son to a show. Like there's a whole, there's a whole yep. su- layer there of, of connection and all that. So yeah, it makes it worth your while. All right. Well, that that was that was not one I thought, but solid choice. <laughs> I'm glad you threw out a different one. Um, all right, man. You're next, brother Steve. Oh, uh, dude, I'm gonna pick one that might stoke that might that might skewer you a little bit. Here we go. Okay. I'm either gonna piss you off or you're gonna agree with me. Great, I can't this wait. This song's actually been covered. It's been covered a lot of times, but two times the original's been covered kind of hugely. And it's Heroes by the Wallflowers. Bowie cover. Oh. Okay. So, so go ahead. I, like I said, either you're going to kick me, you're either going to kick me for this or that, because we do have your fans know this, our fans may not, one of the bigger Bowie fans I've ever met, ever, ever talked to. Um, but picking Bob Dylan's kid to do the version of, you know, the Star Child song wasn't terrible. I actually, I I don't think this is better than the original. No, of It's not bad. It's good. Um, Jacob Dylan has that, like, bass gravitas in his voice that kind of the opposite of what Bowie did. Um, But I do like this one better than the Peter Gabriel one. Like, interesting. I, interesting. I don't like the Peter Gabriel one. So I... I I listened to all three versions and it was like, I liked, I, I liked the Bowie version. Obviously it's the original. It's, it's where it is. I think I might like this one though, because I really liked that, that very piss poor Godzilla movie that came out in the mid in the late nineties. Horrible Godzilla movie. It was terrible. Amazing. Was first... One of the coolest soundtracks ever. Yes. I mean, <laughs> you got, you got Jimmy Page and, and P Diddy going after it and doing their thing. And it was it was the weirdest thing ever. But the movie with Matthew Broderick, we've he's, he's been talked about multiple times on your podcast, there, Brandon. <laughs> yep. Um, in not a very good way. True. At all. True. True um, him and him and him his in his uh, dashingly handsome. I'm gonna say handsome wife. Um, yes. For a reason. <laughs> oh no. She's she's handsome. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And uh, but take her out the pasture, you know. <laughs> Oh my god. That movie, yeah, sorry, sorry Alberta, you're we're going to cancel for that one, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but uh it, the movie is like sticky and terrible, but the soundtrack's amazing. And this was kind of like the piece de resistance of the soundtrack that this track was. So, and the Wallflowers are kind of like an underappreciated band in my in my eyes sometimes. So, especially mid, like late 90s band. So, I liked I liked to hear the Wallflowers. So, I I'll say this. I don't hate you for it. Um at all. Yeah, I have not heard it in a long time for me to. It's hard to find too. It's that okay? So I was going to bring that up. There's some weird stuff going on with that Godzilla soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I still have it on CD, so I got it. I should probably pull it out and listen to it. What's um, that? The, yeah, I know, right? They got <laughs> it's, it's a new coaster. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's but the art, other, yeah. the other one that you can't really find is the P Diddy Jimmy Page version very much. You can't. Mm-hmm. None of the platforms are playing it. Um, you can't find that soundtrack on Spotify at all. It's gone. It's so weird. I don't understand. I, I wish I knew what happened to it because I'm like, wait a minute, the wall, that's on the Wallflowers album too. Wonder yeah, they, album. But they they pulled that too. It's it, that song. If you look at the Wallflowers and look for that song, you cannot find it on Spotify. It's gone. See, it got understand. it got scrubbed. So they must some somebody must have got sued at some point. Well, the only thing I can mm-hmm. think of is when the when Bowie passed away, the estate his Bowie estate, they really cracked down on what was going to be released, what was going to be played where all that stuff. And it had Mm -hmm. to get, so I'm wondering if something happened with that, but I digress. I do think the wallflowers, to be honest with you, are kind of an under underrated band. Um, Mm -hmm. Cause I think they had some cool stuff. I just think they came out at a kind of a weird time. Um, Yeah. They were like the verve pipe and whatnot. They were kind of in that mid, like, soft alternative rock phase that we kind of went through in the late 90s yeah i you know i'm gonna listen to that song because i remember thinking oh this is cool and it's vastly different than the bowie version Mm -hmm. and vastly different than peter gabriel's so Mm -hmm. um they're coming actually here it's like a it's like a how i described it was like it's it's a faster pace than bowie yes but then like more of it's like a faster pace but then more of the alto of gabriel like because it it was he dropped he dropped the octave down but he went fast like Bowie did, but then took the tone of Gabriel and kind of meshed the two of them and went after it. So yeah, it's, it's, they did a good job, man. I, I, I wouldn't mind. I gotta go. I gotta find, I gotta listen to that now. Cause you got me thinking. Now, you got I'm me very thinking. interested to see what yours is and what your good one is. I got a couple yeah. of interventions too, but I'm interested to see what yours is. So one that stands out for me right now, and there was a thousand of them. This mm-hmm. was very hard. I changed it probably 10 times before we went on the air. Um, okay. I'm going to go right off the bat from 2002 the Rick Rubin produced Johnny Cash album, one of my favorites. I'm going to go with Personal Jesus um, okay. by Johnny Cash. I was going to go with Hurt. That comes up later. But yep. uh, I'm going to go with Personal Jesus. The reason is that everything that he did with Rick Rubin, to me, pulled out some of the best work that Johnny Cash has ever done. Um, it, Fantastic it, album. It is. Yeah. And it, it pulled out like... We know what he was going through. He knew that he was coming to an end. His life was, he was done. Yep. And June died too recently. June died. And you, you felt everything, every song, every note, every word. And personal Jesus is a great song. I love Depeche Mode, Mm -hmm. but he took it in a, in a way that I think quite honestly might've made it a better song. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just, I, when I hear that in his voice and his, you can hear his voice crack, not just because of his age, but because of the emotion that he gives into it. Man, I got to say that, that that song just, I love it, crushes it. One of my favorites. So, um, got a couple other ones I wanted to ask you guys about. Let's do it. So, there was, um, there was a, there was a couple. So, Faith by Limp Biscuit. The old George uh, Michael cover. I liked it back in the yeah. day because it was so, it was, it was so Fred. different, and it was Fred, yep. and it and he came out at a time before we realized how cheesy he was. Yep. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. So. And then uh, the Boys of Summer by the Ataris. Remember that one? Not bad. It's not a not bad, bad song. They changed it enough to make it modern, mm-hmm. uh, but still giving the love to the original. I don't have a problem. Yeah, with that a little song. bit of clean. Yeah. Uh, what about Simple Man by Shine Down? Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Seen it live. Not that live. You like it? And then I'm okay on it, I think. It's a little bit different. I've seen him do it live and it's better. It's better live. Uh the it's there's a bit of more of an energy to it live. And then one that we actually did talk about on our podcast, a little shout out back to our stuff. The boxer, Mumford and Sons. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a given. I mean, forget the fact it's Mumford. That was just such a bonus on that album to get that. I love that song, man. And then how stoked are you to hear Marcus's new album coming out very soon? Uh, I pre-ordered it. You pre-ordered it? Oh, yeah, nice. It there you go. Be, it should be here in the next week or so, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I pre-ordered it. The next like, week or two. Yep. I wanted to get the vinyl, and they were running like a deal on it, so um, I, I had to get the vinyl. Yeah, I'm stoked for that. And he's coming to Dallas, so I'm going to try to see him, yeah. I'm awesome. very excited about that. So that was, I just had a couple of ones I wanted to ask you about before we get into some nitty gritties here. Yeah, no, no, those, yeah. and those were solid. Ones. It's not, I shouldn't say hate Shine Down. That's a strong 
feeling, but I think I'm burnt out on the song in general. Mm-hmm. So sure. when I hear that, I'm like, eh, you know. At least it wasn't like 500 Death Punch. That's that's fair. <laughs> they've done it too. I forgot. I forgot about them. <laughs> they've done it, and it's it's not good. So let's talk about some of those weird, unique covers. The ones mm-hmm. that are, they might be they might be mainstream, but they're just so you you still scratch your head and go, wait, they made that, or those ones that you discovered maybe on YouTube, TikTok, whatever. It doesn't matter. And I know there's a few of them that we've talked about, and I know there's some that we've shared with each other. So. I'll go bring it back to you, Brandon. Go ahead. Or Alberta, yeah. I should say. Bring it is, back to you. Yeah. Is, so this is the, like, okay. Because I've got a really bad one that we'll talk about later. I can't so wait for is, that, actually. <laughs> this is my, this is my, I, I, I stumbled across it because trying to think about who does what as far as covers go, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I'm just like, st- side note, Steve, are you clacking on your computer? I thought he was watching, I, was... I thought he was watching porn, but. I mean, it could be either. I'm getting Let's the only fans set up, boys. It's all I'm doing here for. Yes. All right. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So for me, and I mentioned this to you guys because I knew I wanted to talk about it, but I didn't want you both to be like oblivious to this person. Um, so there is a, a, a person who covered uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Her name is Malia J. Now, when you think Smells Like Teen Spirit, you think, you know, straight up Nirvana, what it sounds like. But mm-hmm. this cover is dark and very eerie mm-hmm. and led by a female vocal instead of a male. Um, it's got also adds like this mystic orchestral vibe to it, slows the tempo way down almost in half. And I kind of like it better. I mean, that's, that's a lot going on right there, but I like it. So. I, rem- I remember when you sent the clip, I judged immediately. I was a total, total jerk. I judged immediately. I was like, that's crap. Of course you guys did. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? Like somebody sends you something like that. You're like, no. And then you're like, bro, listen to it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, that is not what I expected from that song. At all. Mm-hmm. I, it is so opposite of Nirvana. Yes. But yet, it's really kind of like, it should be in a movie. I don't know what movie, but it should be in a horror movie or something. I feel like it was. I Maybe. Like it was. I think it was in Black Widow. What? I'm almost 99% sure it was in Black Widow. How did I miss Let that? Me... I was probably looking at Scarlett Johansson or something. I mean, everybody. Or Francis Pugh. Yeah, both yeah. of them. And Let's see. Yes, thank you for that. <laughs> Just distracted. Yeah. There's a lot going on uh, in that movie. It wasn't David Harbour right? that got you, right? What'd you say? It was David Harbour that got you, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she, it, was, uh, it was in Black Holy Widow. Holy crap. How did I miss that? Like, that, that's, how do you miss that song? I gotta, I'm going to go watch Black Widow again just to find out what part it's at. I, but... I knew if I said Black Widow, you'd be like, what is going on? Yeah, you'd be upset. So, okay, I know. I'm always upset. Um, (laughs) I'm like the Incredible Hulk, but short, you know? (laughs) Uh, But still just as green. Yeah, still just as green. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, no, I really, guys, if you have not heard this, for everybody out there, listen to it. It's super different, super unique. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I gotta say, like, I like it. I don't know how often I listen to it, but I, it was a good right one, for sure. For well, sure. that was that was one that got me too, because that kind of reminded me of like the recent Nirvana love with with, with the with the Batman, like yeah, with something yeah. in the way. Like I was just like, which was perfect for that movie, but it was oh. But the the recent Nirvana love is is I'll, I'll take it all day long. I will too, especially some of the uh, more off. I say to say offbeat, but not so. Quote unquote. And, yeah, I really like listening to that a lot more. Um, I'm not the biggest Nirvana fan, by the way. Um, I am not either. I my favorite my favorite album of theirs is their live album, the one uh, the the unplugged one. That's my fa- I just watched that a couple. Oh weeks yeah, ago. yeah, it's that's amazing. It's one of the greatest um, albums, and that I'll, I'll save that for later. But that's one yeah. of the greatest albums. Yeah, I one of the, probably Kurt's best performance I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, to be honest 100%. with you, yeah. All right, so what do you got there, Steve? 
uh, since you've been uh, yeah, doing I, God knows what on the computer up there. Well, you know, I was was I was making sure I had a couple of the ones let out here. There's there's two that I found that um kind of surprised me that they were good. Uh, one I didn't even know was a cover, and it was a one that we recently did, Brandon, that we recently recorded. And we're releasing in the next week or two in September here. Um, I had no idea that Wandering Spirit by Miranda Lambert was a cover yeah. of, a, of a Mick Jagger song. I didn't know that right. either. I'm going to tell you right now, I had no idea. No idea at all. The song yeah. kicks so much ass, and I had no idea. I listened to the Mick Jagger version. It's good, too, but Miranda just took it. But the one that got me that I, I can't believe I like it, because I hate, like, I will say it. It's a strong word. Like you said, Brandon, hate's a strong word. I hate this band. I've seen them live too many times. The lead singer is an angry elf, and he needs to shut the hell up half the damn time. But Steve, the sound the one of from your... silence by Disturbed. Oh, oh, that's not what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. good, but yeah. David Drammen is a fucking asshole. Um, <laughs> I've met the dude. He's terrible. But that, I don't know what they did, but it's actually good. It's actually perfection. Think... It's perfection. It's good. And it's I was like, I so should good. hate this. I should hate it, but it's actually good. It's emotional, it good. man. It's emotional. Like, like, like you said, you, you forget Disturbed and, and, and him in particular, but you listen to that song and you're like, oh my, like, why do I feel this? Why does this it's, feel so big? It's like almost how it should have been done, but Simon and Garfield couldn't have never done, never have done that. I'm no, sorry. No. That wasn't them. But it's like that song was written to be delivered that way. <laughs> like, like it's so dark and it's so just foreboding and it just, oh, it's so good. And you're just like, this shouldn't be what this is, but man, it just makes sense. I don't, I don't know. So they did a video I, when COVID first, you know, hit us or whatever happened, happened. <laughs> um, when we really were like, okay, we're inside, nothing's going on. Somebody did a video of the, the world, the country, like the streets of New York empty, walking down mm -hmm. in Japan, people locked in, and they did it in black and white and put that song to it. And I got to tell that. you, man, that gave me chills, man. Mm -hmm. It's an epic song. Yeah. I, wow. Yeah. And it's good. It's, it's just, but it's disturbed. And you're like, I shouldn't like this, but no, I for do. sure. You shouldn't like it, but what, we... <laughs> what about you? What about you, Brandon? What's yours? So I've got, I've got, I guess, two. A couple. When, yeah, I've got a lot. But when I think of when I think of these weird, unique ones, this one is a little quote unquote more mainstream, if you will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it still to this day blows my mind that these white kids did this song. So I'm gonna go with Dynamite Hack, Boys in the Hood. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> I yeah. love it. I love NWA anyway, and I love Boys in the Hood. But when I first heard that, when that came out, I was like, wait, what? I was like, there's no, and I saw the guys that did it. And I'm like, there's no way that they turned this song, which is hardcore hip hop, into this fun 90s, I don't even know what you call it, acoustic stripped down white boy skater song. Yeah. And I just love it. I don't know why. It's a guilty pleasure. It's like a guilty pleasure movie. It comes on, I listen to it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, I, I guess I was just oh, shocked by yeah. it. You know, that's just me. Um, the other one is, since we were talking about Bowie and Nirvana, uh, from that concert that uh, MTV Unplugged, mm -hmm. when they covered Man Who Sold the World. Oh, gosh, yeah. They yeah. did it. And you're talking to a huge Bowie fan. I like their version better than Bowie's. Yeah, interesting. I mean, it's a completely different song when you listen to Bowie and that. Matter of fact, mm -hmm. I don't even listen to that song from Bowie very much. I only want to hear the Nirvana version. I don't know. Oh. I just think they yeah. crushed it. Bowie had a different mindset for it, and that's cool. But Kurt Cobain you, did something amazing with that. Were you introduced to the Nirvana track first? and that So you kind of have like a pre- disposition to it no um not really because i i and i'll say it i fell in love slash obsessed with bowie when i was like i don't know whenever labyrinth came out so i was probably 10 okay, um yeah and i started just doing everything going back buying bowie albums cassette tapes then when they came out so i knew a lot of bowie and i and when he when i heard him do that song and i was like 
that sounds like a Bowie song. And I was, you know, kind of shocked. And then when he did it, I was like, that is a Bowie song. It just changed me. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every artist, whether you love them or not, have those songs that are just kind of okay. Yeah. And I feel like Bowie's version is just kind of okay. You mm-hmm. know, it's just not. Gotcha. Yeah, but when Kurt did it, I don't know. He hit magic that night, and I love that song. It's just yeah. Nice I I want to do that that album on our podcast maybe next year or some point because it's it's just so for me it's iconic nineties like it's something that you show your kids like this is a glimpse of what life was like like the three and a half was like taking over the world like this is why right here this is why right this is what this, this is like, what music was you know <laughs> skinny this skinny yeah. blonde obviously drugged out of his damn mind oh, dude God, yeah. who took over the world for a brief period of time and then was gone and then it like shaped everything afterwards <laughs> yeah i think if anybody appreciates music they should watch that or listen to the album because sure. it it really mtv was so on top of their game when they had those unplugs and everything was going mm-hmm. on it was so awesome i love watching the old ones i yeah. wish we could see more of it but well now we're going to get into the really fun crap covers oh man and yeah. we, <laughs> this could be a whole episode, really, honestly. Um, yeah. But, but since we're on a recording marathon, I'm trying <laughs> to stay focused here. Um, <laughs> the crap covers. All right. So this time I'll switch it up. I'll go to Steve first. Tell me. I don't care. One, two, three, whatever. Your crap covers that you got. I just have one, and it was so bad I couldn't. I couldn't do anymore. Oh no, dude. Sympathy for the devil, Guns N' Roses. You and I are on the opposite side of the spectrum, but go ahead. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Dude, and I, and I will tell you why, but not now. The interview for Vampire Track, that was god-awful, and it sounds like Axel gave up on his life at that point. Mm. The, it took a lot of balls to, to do this song, this song by the Stones. I mean, you're going to – the Stones have so many, so many songs, but you're going to do this one. There's a lot of balls to go after this one, and you have no room for error. It this is this is maybe it's my bad because this is one of my favorite Stones songs of all time. I I don't really. Not, I was I was more of a Beatles guy than a Stones guy, but this is one of my favorite Stones album, Stones songs of all time, and it's probably because of that really really creepy Denzel movie. Um, oh, I can't remember the hell. Oh, with John Goodman. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a great movie, dude. It's a great movie. It's a good movie. But then they sing that one, and it just it gives you chills. But Fair, it's fair. probably one of my favorite because of that movie. I mean, like you said, music, movies, they kind of tie themselves right to each other. It, it really sounds like Axel is taking their literal really? shit to me. Huh. Sat- and I, I, I did some research because I don't like the song already. I looked it up. Slash actually said it's the sound of the band breaking up is what the song sounds <laughs> well, like. Well, it was it was their last song they did together. And like that's what Slash, when, when they, they, they asked Slash about it, he was like, yeah, and perfect Slash staccato monotone that's the sound of the band breaking up right there that's what you got and i I cannot stand that that version wow interesting i mean come at me i'm cool with it but man no no i i personally like it i haven't heard it in years i also went i love that movie so i watched that movie way too many times i can't take tom cruise as a heartthrob dude i can't like i just i'm gonna tell you right now that, that was tom cruise's best role Period. Forget this Top Gun crap. As far as acting goes, look, he didn't have to act really well in Top Gun. Let's be real. He doesn't have to act in Mission Impossible. My favorite Top Gun, though, is Days of Thunder. Or my favorite Tom Cruise is Days of Thunder. But he didn't have to act really. No, he didn't. It's an action flick. So when I saw him as a vampire, that was... was, Yeah, exactly. And that was a great movie. It was fun. When I see him as a vampire, especially Lestat, as this and vicious prick i'm like wow that's the i can't believe that you did that because every other one of your movies you're literally the same dude yeah because like i said days of thunder is just top gun with cars right um, cocktails but, top ca- cocktails top gun behind the bar you know it's top gun with a bar yeah with more booze more <laughs> booze top gun um no i have to go back and probably watch the movie again because i i've watched it probably when i was i was younger so i mean i just I liked Brad Pitt in it, but yeah, for sure. I could not get past Tom Cruise. I just, I, I can't take that dude seriously. Well, I can't pretty either. much anytime. So, <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, once I can't. You Scienti- once you go Scientology, it's hard to take anybody. He's also like a five foot two action star. Like, come on, man. Right. I give him props because he's like a hundred and he's still doing his stunts. But for sure, you know, like yeah. I- I'm not doing that. But I'm also taller than him, so that's weird. yeah. But you, you say you, you when you think right. action star, you think like The Rock, like Jason Statham, like even Vin Diesel a little bit. Not so much now, but and then you get like itty bitty little Tom Cruise standing next to him. Like, what the fuck is this? What, like, yeah. he's not. He's not Jack Reacher. Like he's, he's he can't reach anything. <laughs> he's, he's Jack footstep, you know, footstool. Yeah, right. Jack the step stool. Yeah. I can think, or like That's Sylvester hilarious. Stallone. Sylvester Stallone's also not a quote unquote tall guy, but you look at him and go, dude, that's an action star. Like yeah. it's he's he's yeah. proved it. He's Rambo, you know. He's fucking Rocky, man. He kicked all exactly. fingers. Exactly. But as far as the song yeah. goes, I thought, and maybe it does suck. Maybe my memory is gone you know it's possible Uh, i remembered it liking it and the reason why is when i hear the rolling stones version and i hear guns and roses or axel doing that that song is it's supposed to be a cocky song like Mm -hmm. when you listen to it, it's supposed to have a little strut to it and definitely mcjagger has that i thought axel put his ego in that song which made it even better it just, um, he does that riff off thing that he does with his voice, and it, it didn't work. It didn't me. work in that song. I, you know what? Yeah. I can see that. I I could give you that, but uh, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Works. Yeah. What else we got? Let's go go back to you, Alberto. Is your you got? Oh it. man. All right. So I'm going on the other side of the spectrum on this one. All right. Because and it's going to take you guys, kind of catch you guys off guard. I would. I'm gonna. I'm gonna assume. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. So the, I'll just tell you, the original track was actually performed by Nancy Sinatra. Okay. And this track was covered by the one and only Chicken of the Sea herself, Jessica Simpson. Oh, God. Oh, God. Now I already know where you're going. <laughs> I'm thinking Dukes of Hazard movie right now, man. Yes, sir. Oh. Absolutely. These boots were made for walking. Ugh. Remember the short shorts and the boots? Her, her cover of this. Man, the, the original <laughs> track was great, but when Jessica did this for Dukes of Hazard, just I never realized how awful and annoying her voice is. It is incredibly whiny, so whiny. It's so bad. Remember when they convinced us that Johnny Knoxville was a, was a Duke boy? Right. Oh God. Good old Broken Lizard, man. Oh gosh. Oh, and then they took the original. Made it contemporary with a more upbeat tempo. Ugh. She she raised the pitch of the track to fit her range, and it's like, okay, you've done all of these things. It must be better. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> and then she adds like some honky tonk chorus thing that just made me. Literally, I was like listening to it on my laptop while I was watching my kids play outside. And like we're just hanging out, and I literally about threw my laptop. Like I'm like, this is the worst. <laughs> so it matched um, the movie. Yeah. I mean, the only thing good about it was if you put it on mute and watched the short short scene. That's it. I don't know, man. Uh, um, Willie was pretty good in that movie because he just played himself. Well, yeah, but that's Willie. You could put, you know what I mean? Like that's what... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Willie's just funny regardless. But God, that For song sure. did suck. Oh, yeah. it was horrible cover. And like you said, yeah. they made it so like to fit her who can't sing anyway. Um, right. Oh, yeah. That's a garbage song, man. It's so bad. As soon as you so said, bad. you said Nancy Sinatra. And I'm like, wait a minute. What? And I was, yeah. and then, you, oh, God. Now, now it's in my head. Now <laughs> I'm up there is. These boots were made oh. for walking. My brain, my brain is throwing up right now. What do you what do you got there there? So I got two, I two hundred, but I'll go with these two right now. One of them is from two thousand and seven by our our good friend Avril Lavigne. Uh, No, she she covered for a for a tribute album to help whatever the hell's going on in Darfur again. I don't even know where that is anyway. Just thought I'd tell everybody that. I don't know. I, at this point, I feel like we've been trying to help him for 50 years. It's not working. So anyway, yeah. Um, she covered John Lennon's Imagine. Is it better or worse than the one that everybody did during COVID? It's, well, that was just, oh, 
What song was that? <laughs> they, they did they imagine, imagine. COVID. Yeah. But it was oh, like did? 50 yeah. celebrities started to do it. It was God fucking awful. Yeah. So it was it like, was we like, are the, the world. The, I was going to say, it's like the 2020 version of we are the world. <laughs> yes, it was terrible. It was horrible. Um, I got to say, this might be worse because at least we can laugh at that one. Yeah. This one, she was serious. She's trying. Right? She's trying. And she's trying to raise money for whatever's going on over there. Mm-hmm. And... I got to tell you, it was so bad. Look, I think Imagine's a great song and the simplicity of it and John Lennon. I don't put Imagine on a pedestal as like the world's greatest song, like some people do, but I do think for who he is and what he is, it's great. Um, Yeah. Avril doing it, trying to give us that emotion like she really cares what's happening is, is bad. And watching her do it and strain to get her voice up God, it's it's. If you haven't heard it, go ahead and listen, and and you'll thank me later. Um, oh my gosh! Another one I got to say real quick too is Cheryl Crow's. Oh God! Oh, Cheryl! Oh, no, <laughs> Cheryl Crow's "Sweet Child of Mine." Yep. Oh. Why? Yeah. She thought that making a happy country rock song ish of poppy "Sweet Child of Mine." And mm-hmm. then switched it up at the end to make it raspy, like her and Axel. I have no idea, but it's so bubbly and happy that I hate it. Mm-hmm. I know Sweet yeah. Child of Mine is a love song that he wrote on a napkin. And I think it's cool that he did, but there's some balls in it when Axel sings it. And yeah. when Slash is playing the guitar, and Cheryl, Cheryl Crow's a phenomenal guitar player. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. she didn't take an opportunity to show that in the song is beyond me. Um, that's also in an Adam Sandler movie who I can't stand. So there you go. Um, <laughs> oh, oh man. Love it. Um, all right. So that's, I have a question. Of- I have yeah, a question for you guys first, before we okay. do our, our, our like best of the best. Mm-hmm. We, we all three of us love going to live music shows and we've been to a few of them since everything's kind of come back. Yeah. What has been the best live cover you've seen? Ooh. on the spot because uh, I agree with you there ooh. are some bands that you should not ever touch and Guns N' Roses is close because not many people can pull what pull, what Axel can pull off now I'll, I'll go and you guys can think about it for a second now, I've right. been conscious security for a lot of years um, I had two recently my wife and I went and saw Zach Brown band and they always do a big band in, the, one, of the, in one of their sets they always do multiple sets during their shows they bring out the opening band and they always do some big bands. Now I saw these guys do, they play a like a medley of covers. And they do a lot of them, but they did Silk Sonics, um, Fly as Me or Fly, and that oh. was amazing. Wow! To see them do it. But the one that I've seen live, and I did like I said, concert for fifteen years. And there's a there's one song, Steve. You did it unintentionally the other night. I that's did, that's know. true. That's true. But there is there is one song that I have heard covered multiple times by multiple artists, and they always do it terribly. They never hit the fucking note, and it's Aerosmith's "Dream On." Mm. And I saw Train do it. Really? Yeah. And see, but I could see them attempt to do it too. He didn't even attempt it. He went he went balls deep and nailed it. And it doesn't oh. take long. It doesn't. I mean, you when you when you cover "Dream On," a lot of people have tried it. If you skip that last note, it means nothing. That's true. If it's you can't go, song. if if you can't go after after what Steven Tyler did and hit that last note, it means nothing. And do Pat from Train, another another underappreciated '90s band ish, I think '90s 2000s band, for me, doing "Dream On," awesome life. Now, did you have? Did you guys think of anything live that you that you've seen that's been just phenomenal? I've got a couple. Oh, uh, Alberta, you're the guest. Do you have one? I not like right offhand. I, I'm I'm trying to think as we're talking, but I I don't. This is me throwing something at you guys. Just was messing with you. No, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I, you're good. I'm sure when I'm done, I'll think of 17 more. But I have two, and one of them's not fair because it's not really a cover because he was one of the artists that did it, but he had somebody else do it with him. So mm-hmm. they changed the version. So I don't know if that counts. Yeah, I'll uh, take it. What you got? Okay. So years ago I saw, it was New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. uh, like 96 or seven. I don't know. Nice. Um, I'd have to look into that. 
uh, and I was at the Palace of Auburn Hills, RIP. And um, it was David Bowie and Nine Inch Nails. Oh. And they were doing, they, it was right when they did that, you know, I'm Afraid of Americans whole album and all that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he was doing, it was at the end, and it was Trent Reznor and Bowie doing All the Young Dudes. Oh. And Res, and which is a wild song for Reznor to be doing. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, Reznor shocked the crap out of me, dude. He was glammed up for that song, first of all. He was not in his traditional black. He had like his hair was up in like a spike. He was glammed up and came out and easily rocked it just like Bowie did together. And to see them do that, I was like, this is so weird and so good. But that was one of them. And the other one, I would say, again, it's it's interesting. It, it, he wrote the song, but it wasn't his song. He <laughs> gave it to another artist. Um, I would say seeing, seeing Prince sing... Um, Oh my God, the Sinead O'Connor song. Come on, help Nothing me compares out. to you. Yes, thank you. Seeing him yeah. on the piano just do it, even though he wrote it, and but he didn't write it for himself. But seeing him in concert do that, I was like, holy. Well, he, I, I it, already hate you because you've seen Prince in concert. So It was the same year I saw the Bowie Reznor, too. I was really oh, lucky that year. Yeah, it was oh awesome. Oh, man. At the Palace year. Auburn it was, it was at the Palace Auburn It was great. Oh, um, my gosh. But, Which is uh, no longer there, either. No uh, yeah, there. I know. Every, I just named three things that are gone. Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. That's Trent, Trent, Trent knows him to hold out. Hold out for Trent. He needs uh, to stay alive for a while longer. I know. Somebody yeah. needs to protect him. Keep um, Trent alive. But it was really cool because the Sinead O'Connor song is so perfect. And then or with the way she sings it and seeing Prince sing it on the piano with that soulful voice, I was like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. There's probably others, but that's what I thought. Okay. So. I'm like, what you, so what you got? What you got now here, Brandon? All right. What we got uh, as we wrap this. Oh, wait, you, Alberta, you got one? I, you know, I was thinking about it because, you know, but like. I haven't seen a live show in like a long time because I just it's so busy. But Steve, yeah. you were there at this. This was a recent one. Like mm-hmm. you and I were just at this um, event. Yeah, and there was there was a band, the Carrie Lynch band. Oh yeah, they local did one. A, yeah, they did a cover of Tennessee whiskey. Ooh, but they. Their bass player sat down his bass, brought himself up his tenor saxophone. He brought in some tenor sax to the to, to the Tennessee whiskey, and it was some of the best like sax I've ever heard. No, oh, yeah, you know. So that <laughs> one was that for me. I mean, I'm like. Cause that's a good, that's a good song, but then, you know, they did their interpretation of it, adding the, the saxophone and, oh, I, I was, and then he, and then he bet me to do it, to do a sax joke on stage. I did. I did tell you, I texted you and I said, all right, Steve, now you need to talk about sax on, on stage. <laughs> and the funniest thing was we had a, we had a band that played the night before that so had saxophones. So I got up there and said, way to go the guy on the saxophone. We had a sax last night. So, you know, not the first time I've had, you know, two sax in one night. <laughs> or, or sax sax in two nights in a row. And uh, yeah. I dropped that one in front of a couple thousand people. That was great. Nice. Yeah. My yeah, wife was, was like, did you get back to do that? I was like, nailed it. Yeah. See, that's the yeah. thing about local. Like, when I see covers and I go see lo- some of these local bands and they do covers, I expect it, you know. Mm-hmm. And you And they can get away with a little bit more than some of these big name bands not because they're not as good. It's just because they're, that's their thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. but you really can find some cool stuff like that. You're never going to see again. You're never going to see that again. It's never, unless you go see them, but they're, it's, they're not going to put it out and they're going to have an experience. And I think that, I think that when these larger bands go on stage, they feel like that. They're like, man, let's just have fun. Let's just do a cover. And yep. there's no way that they think all these covers are good. You know, <laughs> there's no way. Right. But, yeah, that's right. that's an interesting one. Yeah. So as we wrap it up here uh, and and move on to our to our next bit of business, um, I want to talk about what you. It's it's hard because again, you could change it. What do you consider when you think cover songs? You're like, bro, this is going to be the best cover. This is my best cover song that I love. Mm-hmm. Favorite cover song, hands down. 
whether it's better than the original or you whatever that you just you love it what what do you got and steve why don't you go first so i've got i got two i'm not gonna say one of them because uh, i think i'm gonna steal your thunder a little bit so i'll let you go for it but uh if you don't if you don't do it i'll mention it at the very end here but um one of my all-time favorites probably better than and it is better than the original personally is uh 99 red balloons by goldfinger amazing so originally re- originally recorded in 1983 by a german artist named nina um they took it did their thing on it in the, in the mid to late 90s and then just made it something completely new but i love the fact that they also did keep the german in it too they do a german verse in it as well yep and goldfinger's like the granddads of punk music so like that track love that version and i think most people think that's actually the extent like the full the first version like it was I realized it's actually a cover when they when when you've heard it from goldfinger because it's been in multiple movies and tv shows and everything else and people don't even understand it's a cover so 99 red balloons by goldfinger was my kind of better than the original all nice. time one of my all-time great covers and the other one i have i'm gonna let you go with uh brandon because i'm pretty sure you've got it on your list and i'll, I'll agree with you in a minute mm, yeah I, maybe i got my i don't know okay we'll see <laughs> uh all right. alberta drop it my all-time favorite is everything that I own by NSYNC. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Digital Underground by NSYNC. Boom. Yeah, right. Yeah, no. Um, my all my all-time favorite as of right now is actually from an album that Steve and I are pushing out, uh, actually for our second anniversary Aww. episode. Yeah, and it's um, this is me done by Kesha from The Greatest Showman. Really? It's amazing. This song is one of those, and I'm I'm reading my notes from that review because I've already prepped that one, but this one is, you know, the the, the album that we're going to do is their reimagined album. So it's, it's the whole Greatest Showman, but done by all various artists, and Kesha does this one. Wow. And yeah, and you know how sometimes when when artists cover you know like a soundtrack or whatever they just kind of phone it in and call it what it is yeah kesha this is real you can hear the years of pain and struggle that she went Dr. through Luke stuff yeah yeah every single word just hits you and it just you could tell that it was she wasn't phoning it in this was a therapy recording session for her. Um, so as of right now at our recording, that one has been going constantly on, on my on my playlist. So this is me, ver- the version by Kesha from The Greatest Showman. So yeah. I have not heard that version yet, and I'm going to listen to it because, number one, it just sounds interesting. Number two, she has been popping up a lot lately. Um, yeah. She was at the Taylor Hawkins concert. Uh, mm-hmm. she's been, uh, she's got another concert coming up and she's been through some hell. People don't realize that. Like I'm, I don't like a lot of her music that was out there. It's just not my thing. Right. But when you see her now and compared to then, she's a different woman. The stuff, the yeah. stuff post the, the Dr. Luke stuff has been just freaking awesome. And I, I'm rooting for her. Like I'm pulling for her. So yes, I want to hear this. That I, that's an awesome, I actually put it down on my notes. I'm like, all right, I got this. Yeah, that's it. That's great. Cool. Sure. Yeah. And I'm pulling for her. we want to hear her. we want it want success sure. stories. So, all right. Well, um, as of right now, and I don't know if this is on there or not, but as of right now, I'm going to say it's a band from Guns N' Roses. This is hard, by the way. It's not Symphony for the Devil. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's hard. But I think that they managed to not only come out with two of the greatest rock albums of all time back to back, which is crazy. Um, and I also think that they've managed to come out with two of the best covers of all time, which I consider to be better than the originals. And I might take some flack, but that's fine. Uh, on user illusion one, live and let die. I think it is better than Paul McCartney's version. Yep. Uh, I think there's a lot of things that are better than Paul McCartney's. Fair enough. Yeah. And I I think Paul McCartney's song is cool, but guns and roses gave it that rock while still mm-hmm. keeping to what the song is. 
They didn't change it. They just said, here it is. This is how it should be. And I I appreciated that. Going to User Illusion number two, which was a very different paced album. um, They did Knocking on Heaven's Door, Bob Dylan. Mm -hmm. I think it's Mm -hmm. better than the original. Um, I also am not a big Bob Dylan fan. But um, I think that Knocking on Heaven's Door, again, that song lyrically is great. And why Bob wrote it when he sang it, great. Guns N' Roses managed to capture that while amplifying the emotions behind it. Oh, it's their song. It's their song. Yeah. It, no, it's, it's not theirs. Bob. It's theirs. So Both of those are their songs now. It's, I, it's, it's, they took them. They took them, yeah. They flat out said, hey, and it happens. Sometimes that happens. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, Prince wrote that great song, but he's like, nope, there you go, Sinead, that's yours. You know? and. Yeah. Uh, so those are mine. Those are mine. There was others, but I gotta say that whenever I think of covers, I think of that's the that's the pyramid. Then I gotta pull yeah. my I, I gotta I gotta pull my ace card. Then okay, yeah, do it, dude. Hurt by Johnny Cash. Yeah, I almost said that yeah, because I brought it up one. earlier. Yeah, the Nine Inch Nails original. It's good. It's Trent Reznor's a visionary. He is he is when it comes to to like sound and movies and things that he's doing now. It's mind-boggling the stuff that he's getting out there and what he's doing from like going from these dark foreboding things to doing things like soul to doing I, things like the, the album that came out it's just him and atticus ross are just let him go just let him keep doing he's unreal what he can do yeah, let him let him do whatever the hell he wants now it doesn't matter but but this song this this hurt is johnny cash's song he took that damn song it's his now i agree having yep. it, it it's not a cover it, it's not a cover anymore the video in the video behind it, every single time I've watched oh. it now, still gives me chills. Yep. Still makes me like it still gives me goosebumps. And like I can't. Like even Trent, even did you know that Trent didn't want to do it? Trent said know. no. Really? He actually said no. And Rick Rubin and Johnny Cash recorded it and sent it to Trent. And then Trent was like, I'll help direct the video. <laughs> wow. It I didn't know that. Now. Like he, yeah, Trent said no. He didn't want him to do it. He didn't think because it, it it's like it, it's like your baby. You don't want him to take it. You don't and you don't want somebody like Johnny Cash, who's not Nine Inch Nails, to take something that you made that you love and do something different. But, but when he did it, he was like, "Nope, it's his now." But at the same time, if someone like Johnny Cash wants to cover your track, don't you just do, do it? <laughs> it's Johnny Cash. It. Yeah, yeah, it's, I, yeah, it's I, not I just, the Backstreet Boys, you know. <laughs> well, it's Johnny Cash and Rick Rubin, like of all of the people, like you can say no to, like those two. I'm just, it was, but yeah, that that track for me is is probably one of the greatest covers of all time. And it's like you said, it's not a cover. It's no, a, it's not a cover. And it's his. It fits him. It fits him for the time that he what he was going through. It fits his life. That video, <laughs> yeah, that. It fits, it fits, it fits. It, he could have did it in the 60s and it still would have worked. Just oh, like it would have worked. Like yeah. it's just Johnny. It's just who Johnny is. Like you said, it's his, it's his entire life. And yeah. it's, if you know anything about like his, his story, just the, even before Walk the Line came out, like if you know anything about Johnny's story, like that song is perfect. <laughs> it really is. It, yeah. it, it epitomizes his, his whole life from the beginning to the end. And uh, yeah, that would have been a tragedy had we never got to hear that version. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, wow. Yeah, that's amazing. I didn't know that Reznor said no. That's actually kind Yeah, of Reznor weird. originally said no. They weren't going to let him that's do it. That's crazy. That's also the time that it was coming out, too. Reznor was a different dude back then. Yeah. You know, Late 90s, early 2000s, he was still riding Nine Inch Nails. He was still okay. riding that thing. And then I think, I, I, like I said, I love, I love what, everything he's doing. And, like, it surprises me when he puts out stuff. I never, never, ever, ever, ever would have thought I would see Trent Reznor putting out a soundtrack for a bluesy, funky Pixar movie. <laughs> right. When you're watching Disney Plus, all of a sudden you're like, music, yeah. Trent Reznor. You're like, excuse me? What? But what did these, yeah. <laughs> Some of these things are not like the other. Um, right. But it was perfect. Like, he's it was, he's cr- so creative, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, man, we could continue to talk about covers, guys. All day and, long. All day long, because I have like, maybe we'll revisit this down the road. Uh, I've got so many sure. notes here, but I, I like love it. I love finally having you guys on. Super awesome. Um, been waiting for that for a while, and it's perfect right now. This is a perfect episode. Uh, right now, though, what do you guys want to plug? Obviously, I'm going to plug the Notes from Goats podcast. Don't worry. All the links will be there. But is there something coming up that, that everybody can look forward to here? 
When's this dropping? Yeah, I don't even know what day it is right now. So that's a good question. Uh, this will September drop, 11th. It is September 11th. Um, this will drop, do, 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 not this week, uh, the, well, not the 13th. What's, what, what's the next week? The week, uh, the 20th, the 20th. Is that the 20th? Is October? that a Wednesday? No, 21st. It's a day before my son's birthday. Oh, September. Of September. I'm going to drop. I'm going to sure. Move, yeah, I'm moving some things around here. So Awesome. So, yeah, guys, we've got we got a couple of cool things coming up. We are inching so ever so close to our 200 episode. Oh, my God. Um, and then early October, we're going to hit 200. And then the very next week, we're hitting our second year anniversary, <clears throat> which Brandon somewhat just plugged a little bit ago what we're actually doing. So if anybody listens to your podcast, they're going to know the album we're doing before we even announce it on our podcast. Okay, spoiler yep. alert. Yeah. Um, the last big thing we got coming up in October, we are actually bringing on a guest from a reality show called The Circle. So we're oh. going to have a guest from season four of The Circle on the podcast in late October. Damn. Before we, before we end up on, in November, we're doing Happy Thanksgiving. So we're going to do <laughs> a month of Tom Hanks movie soundtracks. A lot of them. And yep. then... In December, the Notes Will Goes podcast, every single year, this is our third one, we do 12 Christmas albums oh in the my month God. of December. Yes, you do. We do, we, we do like 14 podcasts in the month of December alone, um, yeah. which is why we hit 200 before our before our second year because we we're like a machine. But yeah. we do the 12 podcasts. At this Christmas. point, we're pretty well oiled. You know? Yes, we got I this taken care of. I believe that. Yeah, it's like it, it is. It is very a very good product. Now, if you go back and listen to our first five episodes, ooh, but we got Hot better. Trash. Um, yeah. but yeah, guys, we are doing some fun stuff across the board. If you like, well, music, Steve, you like, if this one what? if this one comes out the twenty first, we can talk about what's coming up with Brandon. Yeah, well, the very next week, we the very very next week. So next week, guys. The 27th. Yep, 27th. We have the Life of an Average Goat Week. Woo! So you're going to hear Brandon on our podcast on Tuesday and then also on Friday. We've got two episodes coming up, which we're going to record fairly shortly. (laughs) It's Brandon Squared. Brandon Squared. Yeah. Hip to be squared. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. But yeah, we've got so much fun stuff coming. There's, There's just. All kinds of uh, crazy episodes. We, the fall's coming. It seems like we're just going to be doing Christmas albums in the next like two weeks. But we're, hopefully, we're not, Brandon. Hopefully, we're not. I don't have anything. To, no, we we've got other we things to, to do. For... Yet. Yeah, for sure. But I, I, I need to watch. Tom, I need to watch Tom Hanks movies. Is what I need to do. So. I still haven't watched the Mister Rogers one yet. I need to watch that one too. I have not watched that. I did just watch Elvis though. So did you? Yes, I did. I haven't yet. Yeah, it's, I, I think it's on our list, and I haven't yet. Yeah. It's not on it's, our list. Yet. Elvis is not on our list. We picked Fantastic. another very new one. We picked another very new one, though. Yep. Um, for this one. So, anyway. So they've got a lot going on, guys, as always, and I'm excited that I get to be back, and I can't wait to get them back. I'm going to tell you, look, I don't just have them on just just to have them on. I'm a fan. Okay, I'm a fan. I'm a friend. I was gonna I was gonna <laughs> ask you, Brandon, how what? did you how did you come across our show? So let me go back into the memory banks and tell you this short story. Um, I remember I was doing something for the NPA. The yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they had like a podcast-a-thon. And they were doing an all-day where we were coming on. You had to do like 10-minute, 12-minute short podcasts. And it was supposed to be live. So I came on there. I signed up, came on there, did a live one. And I saw all these other podcast listings, names, and I saw some guests that were on there that I was like, okay, I kind of like that. I want to check them out. But I saw that, like, I went through the list and your name popped up on some list, to be honest with you. That's it. And it had a description. And I was like, let me click that link. And then I just started listening. Just started going. Love it. And I always go to the first, and I know a lot of people don't like that. Like they want to go to the recent one. I'm a guy who likes to go way back in time. And I'm sure. like, I'm going to, I want to see the journey of how they developed and how the podcast goes. You know, that's just part of it. So you've, so you've listened to every single episode. I've missed a few uh, recently. Okay. I, recently I've missed a few. Um, but you've a, heard, but you've heard the, ba- all the back at the beginning of oh, time yeah, once. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. 
Um, wow. That's just bless your soul. That's just what I do because you know what? I've got some shit ones. You know, I've got some shit ones that came out recently that I'm like, man, I mailed that one in. Um, you know, it just happens. You know, you can't do. You guys are coming up on 200 episodes. You can't do 200 episodes and have them be just smooth sailing. It's no, yeah, absolutely. It's, I mean, even a even a series has a bad season. You know, so. Yeah. But no, Absolutely. that and then I just started following you guys. I think you might have been on Facebook first, and yep. then uh, I know you have a Twitter account. Um, yeah, but it's kind of like a dead Twitter account. Yeah, it is. No. <laughs> <laughs> it is. We, I mean, being be music and stuff, we're more the Instagram and Facebook. Absolutely, so. and you guys. And then I just started like digging it, and I don't know. I love it. Yeah, that's I love it. I, yeah. I was just curious, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. You know, saw the logo, like let's roll. And it, and then once I realized, I was like, most of the goats. I'm like, it's got to be music, but I didn't know, you know. And yeah. then when it said the description, I'm like, oh, well, music. Well, fuck yeah, I'm listening to all this. Let's go. Yeah. So you found out we were yeah. from Michigan, and you're just like, what the fuck? That was it, dude. It was like the connection. It was like the circle of life. Yeah. So, but yeah, guys, love um, it. It's it's been awesome. I will be back uh, next Wednesday. I guess I'll be back next Wednesday. I don't know with what, but I'll be there. Um, a new episode every Wednesday of the Life of an Average Joe. I've been doing like a lot of shuffling lately. I've got a ton of episodes recorded, and I've been like, you know what? I don't want to make that one wait. Let me move it up a little. I've just been kind of moving things around. So, um, But I've got all my episodes recorded, guys. I'm done minus one episode for the rest of the year. I'm done. I'm, but wow. Brandon's tapping out. I'll just, you know, I'm, I'm taking the the rest of the year off. But don't worry, new episodes will drop every Wednesday, and then of course trash talk every Tuesday at 8 a.m. with Stuart Sachs. And I can't wait to be back on the Notes of the Goats, which we're about to record. Yeah. All right, yes, guys. Sir. Well, thanks a lot. I'm gonna go listen to some Sympathy for the Devil, and I will uh, see you guys soon. Check out some cash. We'll see you in a little bit. Later. See you. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the Life of an Average Joe podcast. Big shout out to my friends from up north, from my hometown. Well, my home state. They're not in my hometown of Michigan. Steve and Brandon from the Notes McGoats podcast. I got to tell you, very happy for them to be on here. Very excited. Very happy to have met them. Honor to be on their podcast as well. It means a lot. I always say that when somebody takes the time to not only listen to your work, whatever that may be, read your book, look at what you paint, look at what you draw, listen to your music, listen to your podcast, and then support everything else you do, as well as get to know you on a personal level. That is, that is unique, and that is special, and I appreciate it. And their podcast, the Notes McGoats podcast, caught my attention from the name, caught my attention from the description. And uh, it's here we are. It's history in the making. So this is their first time on. It will not be their last. And I've been on their show. We did the Mumford & Sons. You can check out that episode as well as any future episodes that we've got some really cool things coming up on their podcast. The Notes Magoats podcast. Anywhere you find your favorite podcast or listen to Spotify, Apple podcast. Go ahead and follow them on Instagram and Facebook. They are on Twitter. I'll keep tagging them so they actually use it. Uh, but uh, you can go ahead and follow them. All the links are available at the Life of an Average Show Podcast dot com. Of course, all my all their links will be posted well within this episode description. So, guys, thank you so much for coming on. You know, as I got done with this episode, I started looking back at my notes and going, "Oh my god, I missed a bunch of covers." So, I think we'll have to do a number two, a part two. Come back to this. There are so many covers, so many ones that I really wanted to talk about and discuss. One in particular was Landslide. Okay, now the Dixie Chicks or whatever they're calling themselves these days butchered it. But the cover I really like is by Smashing Pumpkins. I really thought it was unique. I really enjoyed that cover. Not as good as the original, but a good, solid cover. Not the Dixie Chicks. And I wanted to get their opinion on that. So what about you guys? What are your, what are your covers? What are your favorite covers? What are your least favorite? Go ahead. You can email me at the life of an average Joe podcast at gmail.com. The life of an average Joe podcast.com. Follow me on TikTok, Instagram. Got everywhere, guys. You know, I mean, you know, the routine, big shout out to big, huge shout out. Got to thank 
my people at Lucky 13's Tattoo Aftercare. You guys have been rocking. They have upped their game with supplying me with swag. It's like three weeks in a row now I've had a random box of swag. Swag on swag on swag. So very excited for that. It's to check it out. I haven't even opened them all yet. But their product works. You know, it's one thing to sit there and be a sponsor and me have to talk about you. It's another thing for me to use it and promote you and actually talk about how good the product is. And I got a lot of friends that have tattoos. So go ahead and click that link, thelifeofanaveragejoepodcast.com. Get your discount. Take care of that artwork, man. And girls. You guys spend a lot of money on that. I hate when people do not take care of their tattoos. It's like you just wasted a ton of money and probably painful for most. And you're just not taking care of it. You're just going to look like, you know, garbage. Why, why would you do that? Take care of your body. Take care of your skin. Take care of your tattoo. With Lucky 13's Tattoo Aftercare. Guys, I'm out. We'll be back next week. Thanks again.